Hey Happy Pony, this is Graceful Spark with a little preamble before the show. Beans is still recovering from the gala, so in the meantime, Starry Skies and I managed to get on a little app called Wisdom and cut a wise cast together. We had to talk into our phones, so I apologize in advance for the audio quality, and I want to warn you that this is basically unedited. We recorded for a live audience of about a hundred weirdos on this Wisdom app. I promise the gala episode is in the works, and it'll be out next. Uh, spoiler warning for some Equestria Girl stuff and some stuff that comes up later in the series, but nothing that we won't reach on the podcast proper for a few years at least. With that in mind, please enjoy the show. Hello, every pony, and welcome to the Mathematics My Little Pony Equestria Girls. I am Ponyville's beloved Graceful Spark, and uh, well, my co-host is. Uh, on her way, I imagine, but today we're going to be talking about we're going to be talking about a uh, a little film that's very near and dear to my heart. It is called My Little Pony Equestria Girls, released in 2010 as a uh, spin-off to the wildly popular My Little Pony Friendship is Magic series, featuring, well, long story short, Hasbro wanted to compete with Monster High and its human-style dolls. And uh Oh boy, I believe my guest is here. I'm going to post a link to this on social media, and then uh, we'll be down to clown. Uh, you know me, I love to wisecast. And now here's our first beloved guest, Why it's uh, Starry Skies. How are you? Yeah. How's it going? Oh, Oh, I am just delightful. I'm talking about horse and uh and talking about humans. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. Here with the Wise's one of Wise's wisest mentors. Aw. Well thank you, dear, and a very wise day to you, my darling co host, my darling guest on this this most wise of wise casts. Yes, on this very wise, wise evening. Uh, I feel so wise and so enriched by your wisdom, dear. I'm so glad you're here. (laughs) Thank you. It is a pleasure to be here. Likewise, dear. I'm going to say enjoy your company. You too, dear. So, how are things? How's wisdom? How's how's, uh, going through magic portal mirrors? Uh, well, you know, it's very disorienting. They they mm-hmm. sort of, like, swirl you up, put you through the blender, and then just sort of spit you out. It's yeah. a very disorienting experience. Yeah, and you usually wind up coming out on the wrong number of legs. Yeah, like, you just start getting used to four, and now you're back on two, and they're not even, like, the same two. Yeah, exactly. Though, so I... I will admit it's always very cute when you see a you, know, you see a human go through and come out of pony on the other end, so they're always walking around on two legs. Yes, that is very cute. Ah, <laughs> uh, they're trying to walk like people. It's adorable. Uh, you you know you love to see a horse walk. It's like 
I'll always be fond of that scene in Mirror Magic where Sunset doesn't even seem to realize she's walking on her hind legs. Like, that's just normal for her now. Yeah, she's just power stancing the entire time the horse. <laughs> she's asserting horse dominance. Why does everybody do this? This is great. I'm so tall. She's evolving like cats. <laughs> Uh, she can walk anywhere. She can get stuff off of high shelves. She can ride other horses. She's unstoppable. I can see why she got banished. Yeah. Celestia well, saw okay. that kind of potential and was just like, we can't have this. Well, okay. Admittedly, Sunset wasn't banished. Like, all the material out there implies or states that Sunset. Well, Celestia didn't want Sunset to be her student anymore and Sunset ran away through the mirror. Yeah, but Celestia never made an attempt to go get Sunset, so... Yeah. Celestia seems to have this nasty habit of, you know, terrible shit happening and then just not doing anything about it. (laughs) Yeah, like, she... Yeah, like, she doesn't try to get her back. She doesn't even, like... She just seems to basically forget about her until she shows up and uh, yeah, steals the crown. Yeah. Which like, like you tracked your sister in the moon for a thousand years. You could have like let her out, right? Yeah, like you could have like, probably could have done. <laughs> yeah, like you you could have talked to her instead of just waiting for the thousand year timer to be up when you knew she'd be all evil and mean. Like yeah. Maybe you can have her in there for 999 years and, like, you know, been just as good. I don't know. Like, I'm not a fucking... I'm not, Let her out a year early for not, good behavior. <laughs> I'm not a fucking horse president, but, like, it can't be, like, that bad, you know? Yeah. Uh, like, uh, she's so bad at this. It, like, and, like, Yes, there's stuff that, like, draws a direct parallel to, I believe Forgotten Friendship draws a direct parallel to, between, uh, between, like, how Celestia treated Sunset and how Celestia treated Luna. Or maybe that's the fall of Sunset Shimmer. But, like, regardless, it's there. Like, she, uh... Yeah. I, I think it was the fall of Sunset Shimmer that has, like, the parallel being drawn. Yeah, yeah, like, Celestia looks at a tapestry of her banishing Luna, and it's like, uh, I guess eventually she learns that you can't just banish your problems, but, I, like, she's much easier on Twilight. Yeah. But, again, the only difference between Sunset and Twilight is that, like, if Sunset doesn't want to do what you tell her to do, she'll tell you, whereas Twilight will say, okay, and then go behind your back. Yeah, Twilight... Twilight gets away with some shit. <laughs> yeah, like, Twilight does way worse than, like, Sunset's crime was like, hey, what's behind this beer? And Celestia just wouldn't tell her for some reason? Like, yeah, you, you should know, you should know not to ask questions about the don't ask questions mirror. Like, Celestia showed her the mirror, asked what she saw, and then refused to answer any follow-up questions about the mirror, and then got mad when Sunset was curious about it. Like, <laughs> like... Not to invoke the specter of fucking J.K. Rowling, but, like, imagine if Dumbledore took Harry to the fucking mirror and asked him what he saw, and he was like, I see my parents, and Dumbledore was like, get the fuck out. Out. <laughs> 
Yeah, like, leave. Yeah. yeah, and it's like refused to talk about it. Got mad when he like when he tried to find out what the hell that was. Like, yeah. I don't. Are I don't. Know. alive? No, obviously not. Get out. Like, I don't know, Celestia. If you saw this in her, maybe that would have been like a teachable moment about like, you know, you're going, you know, you're at a crossroads. Like, yes, maybe you could get promoted to God King someday, but like, you know. You're too cool for that right now. You have to be a way bigger dork if you ever want me to like you. <sighs> yeah, like, that's the thing, right? Is like, Celestia likes Twilight because Twilight is much more easily scared. Like, Twilight is fucking terrified of getting sent to back to Magic Kindergarten or whatever. Like, remember yeah. when Fluttershy stole Celestia's bird? I don't like... Celestia Fluttershy nursed Celestia's bird back to health, and Twilight was terrified that her her wise teacher would would banish her, would banish both of them for daring to help a bird. Oh God, yeah. (laughs) Celestia just doesn't tell either of them that it's a phoenix, and like this is gonna happen. Yeah, well, because Celestia gets pulled away. So she doesn't have the she doesn't have the opportunity to, but uh, it's 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 frustrating. Celestia is so bad at her job. Everyone's she's terrified of her for good reason. For good reason, like she rules by fear. Uh, yeah. You only have to see a pony get sealed within the moon once to be like, well, yeah. we do not contest the God Queen. Yeah, like. Yeah, like, she probably won't turn me inside out with her brain, but she could. Like, uh, so, so in that respect, the Equestria Girls world is much better, because there, Celestia's just a high school principal. Yeah. The worst she can do is turn your backpack inside out and, you know, find that you've been writing fanfiction. Yeah. Have you been writing RPF about your principal? <laughs> Why are we horses in this? What are you doing? Ah, <laughs> uh, okay, oh but like, God. do you think? Do you think human equestria? Do you think they have horse girls? Like the weird thing about the human world <laughs> is that like. Everything is still named after horse puns, right? Like the city is still named Cantrelot. They they go to yeah. Cantrelot High, like in the when they make the Daring Do movie, the guy is still called Star st- the Stalwart Stallion, even though he's a human in this. Like, yeah. <laughs> he's just calling himself a horse. Like, everyone's named after horse puns. Like the like the the director was named Cantor Zoom. Like. Yeah, I guess it would be weird if, like, horses still existed there. I, I think this oh, no, is a, no, a completely off-topic. No, no, horses do exist there. Like, there's a, a short, there's a music video where we see Sunset riding one. She's riding a regular-ass horse. What the fuck? Yeah. There's, like, a regular, normal horse. Like What in the with, name you know, of God? It's... See, if I were going to invent a setting with humanized horses, I would first 
instill the premise of a horse divorce. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure there's at least one guy in the equestrian, the equestrian girls universe, what, what I've been calling uh, the human world in my paper, that like, I'm sure there's someone who's divorced, right? Oh my God. <laughs> I'm trying to think, I, mean, I haven't said it. The, the, the implications of divorce existing in the human world would be crazy because then you'd have divorce guys. You had white, like, we'd have wife guys, divorce guys, fucking epic divorce dads. We'd, we'd be up to our knees, up to our chests in just implications. Like, I mean, because, like, they have marriage, right? Like, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Cake are still there. Even though, like... Oh, they have uh, marriage, my... all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also like our you know, our the the humane six minus sunset, because you know, she's a weird case. Like they presumably have parents. Like we never see them, I think. But well like we see Granny yeah, Smith. No, I, but nobody's parents. You see Granny Smith, but it's a weird like quantum situation where only if like parents or siblings have been observed in the pony world. Do they show up in the human world? Yeah, and like, because like we've seen Twilight's parents in Horse World, but like, I don't know if, I don't know if we ever see them in the Equestria Girl side of the mirror. I don't know if we ever see Twilight Velvet in Sparkle Pants, whatever her dad's name is. Yeah, whatever her dad's name. <laughs> but like, I don't think they, they, ever, they don't maybe pay me do, enough right? to know the uh, future God Queens. Uh, parents names yeah like but yeah they just by and large don't show up like you know but like they certainly exist right like we see like we see twilight's house and it's you know fucking huge and really nice yeah, human twilight twilight house it's really yeah. huge and nice and it's directly compared to like the fucking hole in a wall sunset has to live in because uh she's She's a high schooler without parents. Yeah. Which it's fucked up that we never got to see like Sunset or whatever you want to call her, you know, human sunsets. Yeah. Uh, that that would have ruled, but you know that would require them to give a shit about Sunset. So what are you gonna do? Yeah, that that would require more than a passing care about Sunset Shimmer. She's such a good horse. It's. It's a shame what they did to her. Yeah. Which is nothing really. Sunset Shimmer deserved so much better. Yeah. Uh, she didn't even get a song. I mean, like, she got my passes not today, but, like, she didn't even get, like, a villain song. It, these are these are yeah. all criticisms. I've, I've said these before, but, like... <laughs> we could talk about Sunset Shimmer for hours. And I, and I have, and I will do it again. <laughs> we have. Uh, but the point of this talk, such as it is, is to, uh, I mean, we can talk about whatever we want, you know, I ain't picky, but it is to talk about, you know, I am writing a paper on what, how can you predict what the mirror does, right? Like, right. Uh, and you know, the weird thing that does, like, I don't know, if, 
So like when Spike goes through, he becomes a dog, a talking dog. But the yeah. but si- but Sidewise dog Spike doesn't talk until he's exposed to magical rays. But like we have a Winona on both sides of the mirror, and like she doesn't talk in either world. And she's just a dog. Yeah, and they're both dogs. <laughs> yeah, and like. Which implies that, like, dragon maps to dog, but also dog maps to dog, or, like, dragon maps to talking dog. Yeah, it... Uh. So, I, I guess I could, like, offer a theory on this that's sort of based in future stuff. Yeah. Um, but if you want to talk about your ideas first, I would be open no. to that. Give me your theories, bitch. Okay, so in the in the future of the series, uh, we find out that like the magical creatures we see, stuff like manticores and other things, mm. are actually magically bonded versions of their component animals. Hmm. So, like a bugbear is magic binding together a bear and a bee. Okay, but and a manticore is uh, well that's just it. Possibly the reason you get a talking dog from a dragon going through the mirror and a talking dog on the other side of the mirror by exposing a dog to magic is because dragon equals dog on the other side of the mirror. Or rather, dragon on the pony side of the mirror is dog plus magic. Huh. And then going through the mirror reduces that into its component parts. Dog plus magic equals talking dog. That's wild to me. Like, I can't dispute it. It It is... <laughs> Like, yeah, like my brain is trying to say things like, Bob, but Spike came from an egg, and dogs don't lay eggs unless they're the ones in the HAL Laboratory logo. But, like, you know, whatever, it's magic, right? Maybe you use magic to make yeah. dogs lay dragon eggs. I don't know. Twilight can do whatever. It, it's, yeah, she's the element of magic. She can do whatever. Everyone else has one talent, and her talent is being able to do whatever. Ah. I mean, like, look what equestrian magic does to humans in, you know, the human world. Yeah, it turns them into horses, or it gives them, you know, pony ears and tails sometimes. Sometimes, but snips and snails and, like, super, super sunset, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, Uh, sunset Satan, usually. (laughs) Sunset Satan is good. Sunset Satan, like, they get demon features. Or maybe, maybe they get dragon features. Mm. Maybe that isn't demonic features, but horns, wings, claws, those are all draconic features, too. Mm. Very wise. (laughs) Ah. I mean, I get it, right? If I stole a magic crown and took it to human world, I would also want to turn into a cool dragon lady. Yeah. I mean, who wouldn't? Let's be real. Yeah. Yeah. 
And you know, if I if I can turn my lackeys into that too, why not? Might as well. I'm already here. I'm already at it. Yeah. Friends with benefits takes on a whole new meaning. <laughs> Are you implying Sunset was fucking snips and snails? God, no, I don't want to imply that at all. <laughs> uh good. I think it's <laughs> snips and snails only have sex with each other, but they don't know what sex is. They just I think they it's like patty cake or something. Like yeah, they just hang out and just, like, they'll, they'll play a board game and then later told, tell everyone they fucked. Yeah, yeah, like, like, it, the answer to the question, do you think they explored each other's bodies, is yes. But that's because, like, I don't know, Snips had a pepperoni stuck to, stuck to his back and Snail had to find it. Yeah. Or, like, one of them taught the other the Macarena. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, okay, you gotta put your arms here. And just, like, sort of guided the motions. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, they would look at each other's dicks, but not in, like, they wouldn't, like, understand, like, there was anything weird or sexual about it. They're just like, yep, that's what, oh, you have one too, huh? Neat. Can you make uh, it to this? We're so fucking wise. We're so wise. God, you, you say that, and all I can th- the only thing that comes to mind is goddamn Aaron Hansen's D Club. Is he wise? Where? Hmm? Oh, no, God, God. Oh, just Aaron Hansen talking about his D Club, where he and other guys would just take out their dicks and show them to each other. Mm-hmm. Not for any sexual reason, just. Just guys, being dudes. just guys being dudes. Just guys being dudes. Uh, guys are always showing each other things. I wonder what happens if, like, so from what we could tell from, you know, Winona and Angel Bunny being basically. <laughs> And opalescent, I believe, being the same on both sides of the mirror. Though not gummy. Uh, human Pinkie Pie's gummy is a plush, which I imagine is just because uh, it would be really irresponsible to let a high school girl own an alligator. Yeah. I have no doubt that if we put gummy through the mirror, uh, we'd come out the other side as an alligator. Yeah, yeah. And I want to believe there is a, a similar toothless alligator Name Gummy somewhere in the human world. We just never get to see him. Yeah. Maybe Pinkie Pie so, hasn't found said alligator yet. <laughs> yeah, like maybe she won't when she goes up. Which, speaking of, it's also weird that like adult horse maps to human teenager. Yeah, that is weird. Even like it. it their ages in the show have always been sort of nebulous. Yeah, like they're all, but they're all young adults. They're all old enough to, like, you know, have finished schooling, to have a job, to live on their own, and even be trusted with the care of their, you know, their younger sisters. Yeah, is the, the that's the other thing. Aren't the CMC in high school? Yeah, yeah, like, because Snip Snails, the Cutie Mark Crusaders, Silver Spoon Diet Jar, are also seen at 
Canterlot High School, which is weird because like in in Horse World they're like in Horse World they're like um you know, they are notably younger. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're like I in my head I put them around like twelve, thirteen, or yeah, in that kind of early teenager years because getting a puberty mark is a metaphor for puberty. They talk about getting their quinceañeras, which is you know obviously playing our human quinceañeras, which get fifteen, stuff like that. Yeah. And in my head, I I consider it like because when I went to high school, it had like a middle school attached to it. So in my head, Canterlot High is like like Canterlot Middle and High or something like that. Like it's a yeah like. Like, you know, there's also a junior high there, like a, you know, a K through 12 or something. Not, not like a K through 12, but like something like that, right? Yeah. Because I, I understand why that maps like that. It's because this exists to compete with Monster High, so you have to turn your adult horse characters into teenagers. But it also means that, like, uh, yeah. Yeah, you know, we see like uh, you know, you see the diamond dogs, like we see the human version of the diamond dogs, and they're presumably also students at Camelot High. But we see like the human cranky doodle donkey, and he's a teacher. Yeah, and like it, it's weird that Cranky, who is definitely not as old as Celestia, ends up as old yeah. as Celestia in the human world. Yeah. Which, you know, the human world doesn't have a mortal god king, so I get that there's a, a, pr a pigeonhole principle thing going on, but yeah, if anything, it, Cranky seems like he's older than Celestia and Luna in the human world. Yeah. At least I draw him like that. I, I would definitely not think about seeing Cranky Doodle Donkey in a 30 and flirty shirt, whereas Celestia yeah. and Luna would probably happen. Yeah, like Celestia and Luna are like solidly within the milk. You know, the MILF age. The, the MILF yeah. brackets. Uh, Principal MILF Lestia. That's a word. <laughs> <laughs> you saying MILF mm -hmm. bracket has me thinking of just like, you know, a tournament bracket. With yeah, bunch yeah. Of like MILFs. <laughs> oh, we had the sexy man bracket. We had the hottest anime girl bracket, or whatever. We had a you know first furry crush bracket. I think it's about time for. I mean, maybe there is already a milf bracket. If there, it, apparently, there is a milf bracket. <laughs> oh, good. Love wins. Good for milfs. They deserve it. They do so much, and they ask for so little. Yeah. Milks really they they make the world go round. Uh yeah, and they also raise the sun in the morning and also the moon. And uh, rule the country. Mm-hmm. Finally, finally a milfocracy. Okay, like <laughs> did, did this imply that like the crystal prep principle would be an alicorn if she went through the mirror? Uh, yes. Question: Do we ever see cadence in uh, a question? Yes, because uh, I don't think we do. Um, oh, we do. I know she's. I, well, I know she gets mentioned like after the events of friendship games. We hear some of the crystal prep students mentioned that like that it's principal cadence now. 
Oh, okay. So I guess it was. I don't know if we ever. Sombra. I don't know. I guess. Like it. It seems because like. Otherwise, everyone has the same name and everything, right? Yeah. Because so yeah, uh, I, I I mean I suppose you know if they went through the mirror the opposite direction they would end up because like uh like spoiler alert for an episode of Equestria Girl. Well, no, you've seen that one, right? Where they go back through the mirror or through a portal, they find. They find what? Oh, like there's a there are like rogue portals in the human world. Yeah, isn't it's that friendship games? No, it's uh I think friendship games is the instigating incident. Like it's the mm-hmm. uh it's the thing that causes it. But some of the mini episodes that come afterwards deal with that. Uh and one's like specifically following the My Little Pony movie. Because mm. some of the Storm King's magic comes through. Ah, uh, that sounds I familiar. I think we watched that one together. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we did. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, you get to see a lot of characters go through the mirror and they end up as their pony counterparts. So mm-hmm. I I think it's safe to say that, you know, if an alicorn went through the mirror on the other side, from the human world, they would end up you know, it's their alicorn pony soda uh, in Equestria. Which is wild to think about, because like, alicorns are such a, a rarity. Well, yeah, like, it's, nope. you know, they're, yeah, they're a whole thing. Yeah, it seems whether you could just, like, you know, grab any random high school principal from this world, pull them through the portal, and, like, you know, there you go. <laughs> like, oh, by the way, it's Principal Abacus. ready for Celestia 2. Yeah, like, it was Abacus Cinch, by the way. I mean, I think that was what Sunset's plan was in the first movie, was to, you know, raise an army, including Celestia and Luna 2, that are under her control. Yeah, I believe that. I, I think that was her her plot. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I will say that um, Sombra was just a unicorn. Mm. Like, just a dude. Yeah. Makes sense. A really evil unicorn. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I don't makes think sense. it has to be all of them go through the mirror and become alicorns, but... Yeah, and that tracks, right? Like, because at some point, like, if you're... You know, day random human guy, there's no way to tell if you'll wind, you know, if you'll have wings or a horn or what until you go through the mirror. Yeah. And actually, this is a good a good thing to bring up, is that Saitwai is not an alicorn going through the mirror. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she she's is, a unicorn. She's, yeah, she comes out of unicorn. Yeah. because so she, she is some... She, she hasn't gotten promoted. Yeah. So there's some sort of like innate magic that certain, you know, I, I guess in this case, ponies on one side, humans on others, on the other, sort of like carry with them. Yeah, that's that's been my like running theory is that like 
I've been calling it the shape of your soul in my head, right? Because if you're yeah. a human, you might come out a donkey or any of the three or four pony genders. Or one assumes like a cow or a mule or a zebra. But I don't think we see... If you came out a I don't cow on the other side of the portal, that would be very awkward. Yeah, I mean, like... Yeah, I mean, because like, yeah, we have... There are cows and horses and mules and such in the human in the human world, and you know that's fine, right? But like, you know, if you're you know normal Norman or whatever, and you go through, like, presumably you'll be an Earth pony, but there's really no way of knowing until you go through. Yeah, because like we said, Cranky goes through. Cranky would go through and end up a donkey. Yeah. So there is the possibility of somebody going through. And ending up with a cow, and ending up in that weird, like, <laughs> liminal second class citizen society. Yeah, yeah, like you're, you're a weird second class citizen. No, no pony listens to you. Which is yeah, the same thing as donkeys and mules and zebras, right? Like, Equestria is an ethno state. Like the, the ponies on top, and you know, you, you know, with the. The sub, the sort of pony caste system of alicorns and unicorns and pegasites and earth ponies. But even the lowest earth pony is, you know, afforded more rights and more than, you know, a cow or a mule, right? Yeah. Which is fucked up. It is fucked up. It's very weird. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's weird that, you know, this never really. I don't think they ever really interrogate this. Like, they... Because, like, yeah, there was the, the Zakora episode, but, like, that was just kind of a milk toast. racism is bad. Well, same with the buffalo, right? Like... Yeah. You know, yeah, well, the buffalo episode sucked, and the less said about it, the better. But, but like... Yeah, the, the buffalo episode is just fucking... Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> what they needed was a hammer, and what they brought was a mallet. <laughs> yeah, like... Ter Terrible episode. Easily the worst of the series so far. I hope they don't make any worse ones. Uh, but like... Not sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh boy. But I like, say that I don't think there are any worse ones in your immediate future. There's a couple oh good. in the far future that are like, hmm. But not, not as bad as the Buffalo episode, in my mm. opinion. Okay, good. Okay, the other fucked up thing is that, like, so e even in the human world, Celestia and Luna are still sisters, which makes sense. It, it would be weird if they weren't. But also, it seems weird that you hire, like, this pair of sisters to be in charge of your high school. Like, that seems like a yeah. conflict of interest. E either that or some sort of nepotism shit going on, where Celestia yeah, exactly. hired Luna as the vice principal. Yeah, you, you would, like, assume something's going on. If Cadence and Shining Armor are still a thing over at uh, Crystal, what was it, Crystal Prep? Crystal High? Yeah. And they are. Crystal Prep. Okay. So then Twilight is having to deal with, you know, the, the in-school drama of her babysitter marrying her brother. Yeah. Yeah. God, can you imagine if we saw a fucking Equestria Girls Chrysalis? That would rule. 
that would rule. Uh, I could like, I can like, only imagine. Yeah. Yeah, she doesn't do any other shape shifting stuff. She's just like, you know, a cool bug girl. Honestly, uh, right. The world needs more cool bug girls. Yeah, I think we should have more. Be the uh, uh, be the the human bug girl you wish to see in the world. Ah, <laughs> uh, but like, like it is it is wild that both uh, both Shining Armor and Flash Century are there, given that they're both almost the same guy, except Twilight is allowed to date one of them. Uh. <laughs> and, and like. Twilight basically dumps Flash Sentry after... I mean, dumps is a weird word because they were never really going out. Like, he's supposed to be Twilight's beard like, and has a... Go ahead. Flash Sentry is so weird. Yeah. Like, he's... I, I'm glad that Flash Sentry just dropped out of the picture for the most part. Even though yeah, they like, like, tried he's... to make him a thing again, but... Yeah, because like... He he shows up again, like, you know, he and Twilight have their thing in the first, but they have their meet cue, and he helps her out at one point, and, you know, they run into each other, like, you know, Twilight runs into Pony, Pony Flash at the end of the movie, and then, you know, the Equestria Girls movies aren't allowed to affect the main Pony canon, so that didn't really go anywhere. And then, after that, he just kind of gets dropped, like, yeah. Like he still shows up. Like he's still like one of the one of the few like boy characters with a name. Like it's him, Big Mac, uh, one or two others, but most and like there's a few like recurring dudes, like normal Norman, uh, hippie weed guy with the dreadlocks, nerd boy. But like, yeah, I don't. Did they get names? I don't know. I think they do. I think they get called like Tree Hugger and Norman or something. But yeah, it's... like yeah. Not a lot of dudes. Yeah, they, they have names, but they're not like used really. Yeah, because they're they're background characters. They're they're only there to have someone there, and like there's like one short where it's like the three guys. It's it's Flash Sentry, Nerd Guy, and that hippie boy, and that was weird. That like it's it's just the three guys and Principal <laughs> Luna, Vice Principal Luna, uh, but. Yeah, for, forever say forever playing second fiddle, interdimensional yeah. second fiddle that hurts so bad. Yeah, because like after the first movie, Flash said he does show up in like the second movie, and he shows up off and on. But like Twilight never really gets spends any time with him, and yeah. by like the later shorts, he's just there to get clowned on. Like at some point, it becomes very clear that like Sunset and Twilight are the ship. And yeah, and Flash is just there, like get clowned on. Like there's one, uh, like the winter shorts, where like Flash is like really, like really wants to spend time with Twilight with Sunset, and she has no. I think at one point she just admits she was dating him for the clout. <laughs> uh, yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> Which like Sunset is word of God confirmed bisexual, by the way. So like. Oh fuck yeah! Like I, I forgot, I forget who it was, but there's like a Twitter thread where like someone, you know, someone like some fan voice actor or whatever was saying like, 
oh, you know, has anyone noticed the people who ship sun, Sunset and Flash Century are kind of homophobic? And um, <laughs> uh, some writer said, like, yeah, I have noticed that. And by the way, Sunset is bisexual. <laughs> I love it when uh, writers show up just to drop a flash bomb and then leave. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I have heard, you know, through, you know, heard it from a friend who, you know, know who, you know, was friends with someone who worked on a Equestria Girl storyboard, said something like, yeah, by the way, to us, all of these characters are gay. They were all homosexual, which, like, yeah, like, even if they went, since they cut that that Sunset Twilight duet in uh, fucking Friendship Games. Yeah. Too gay for television. <laughs> yeah. Like I can, I can see why they cut it, if only because like, uh, you know, it's doesn't really make sense for Sunset as much. But come on, come on, Ref. Like you yeah. already had the voice lines recorded. Like Sunset and Twilight have the same singing come voice. On, Ref, like you already had it there. <laughs> yeah, like give Sunset a song. She doesn't get to sing in any of the three movies. Well, okay, no, she doesn't get to sing, but it's always like as part of something else. Like usually, she'll start singing, and then other people join in. So she does get that number at the end of her uh, song. Yeah. Like she gets my past not today, which slaps, but it's like a short. It's not part of anything else. Yeah. Uh, and like, you know, she gets to sing with Twilight at the end of uh, uh, music, Rainbow Rocks. But yeah, Rainbow I think Rocks. even under, yeah, the whole band joins in. But it's like, which is, again, it's fucked up that, like, at the end of that, they, like, oh, by the way, Sunset is a capable singer and could play guitar this entire time. It's just that nobody asked. Yeah. But, you know, by the way, everybody was too awkward time. about her being evil before to ask. Yeah, which, like, uh, again, Sunset doesn't get to do anything, and, like, it, like, yeah, she's a villain of the first piece, and her plan is kind of flimsy, to be honest. And then, and then, I feel like Twilight should not have been there for Rainbow Rocks, or like showed up just at the end, because uh, yeah, that, been, that should have been the sunset the big stepping up moment. Way better way to go through Rainbow Rocks, honestly. Yeah, because like, it, it sucks that like the whole, the whole first movie is built around this conceit that the mirror only opens every thirty months. But then in the second movie, they're like, "Hey, Twilight, come help!" And she just, "Oh yeah, sure thing. I'll be right there." She does have she does have god powers then though she can just like or rather she has god <laughs> powers and knows how to use them so she just yeah. is like oh. all right I'm gonna fucking magic engineer yeah of and, course oh, you have purple and, and hair and god also, powers she is also sitting in uh her castle in Ponyville now so she's yeah. on top yeah. of you know a magical manse uh, yeah. Her fucking magic castle. I I think she should have been in the library. That I like the tree library so much better. But oh, whatever. Don't get me started about Golden Oaks. I will always miss Golden Oaks. Like, uh, I was one of those people who saw Golden Oaks get blown up and cried. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's it's good. Like ah, uh, it's you know again. This is a toy commercial. It has toy commercial problems. Yeah. Uh, and, but, I mean, I do like, I mean, because again, the, the Eternal Equestria Girls problem is like, A, it never got like a real series. It's always either like feature length film 
or like 20 minute yeah, special it, or five minute short it very shortly got it's i think it had like a very short running regular series and then it just mm-hmm. turned into always specials yeah and then like yeah because like and then nobody gets a chance to breathe because you have seven main characters you you know you have the the main five uh one one twilight or the other and sunset and like of those Sunset is like the one the audience knows the least about because you know she doesn't have a whole other TV series about her, so you know yeah. she doesn't really get to have a thing. She doesn't get to like. I mean, it is very much like you know hanging out with this friend group who were all friends before you showed up, and you're kind of with them now, and they're doing their best to include you, but you know it's not quite the same. Yes, it, it's it very much felt like they realized they had something very special with Sunset Shimmer. And, you know, no offense meant to any of our Starlight appreciators out there. but She's also a very good horse. Yeah, Starlight is an incredible horse with a great story, and I love her. But it definitely feels to some extent like uh, Starlight's story is also Sunset's story. Yeah, they have a different origin point, but the way Starlight develops, you could easily translate onto Sunset Shimmer. Yeah, and it's just because Sunset doesn't get like the screen time or the attention to do this because she lives in a toy commercial and like you know. Yeah, she lives in a separate canon and never shall the two touch. (laughs) Yeah, and she's not allowed to like cross over into the main series where she might get some actual attention, Uh, and it's and. Because, you know, even in, like, a feature-length film, when you have seven main characters, you're not going to have room for all of them to do something, right? Like, yeah, you have seven main characters, some kind of villain or whatever. And and so, and, you know, the audience already knows most of these people, most of these characters, and probably likes one of them. Uh, relatively few people like Sunset, just because she's, you know, uh, they all just had a chance to get to know her and uh, blah blah blah. But yeah, <laughs> she's such a good horse. Yeah, she should have gotten better. And that's the thing about My Little Pony, right? Is in your head it's perfect. In your head, you know, since it got such a good arc, she got such a good face turn uh, that yeah. the writing does not bear out. Uh, but forgot, forgotten friendship is almost good enough to make me forgive it all. Almost. <laughs> Like, Forgotten Friendship is basically perfect, but, you know, it's one thing. The funny thing about Forgotten Friendship is that it has a Trixie dynamic, which... Yeah! Funny enough, you know who else has a really strong dynamic with Trixie? Is it Starlight? Starlight fucking Glimmer! (laughs) Yeah! Because, like, I know, they're they're both villains, they're both... uh, yeah, Starlight and Sunset, I maintain. I, I maintain that Starlight was a way for the show, for the, like, you know, pony showrunners to play with the idea of Sunset Shimmer. Because for mm-hmm. whatever yeah. reason, they could not get Sunset Shimmer into the main show. Yeah, and... Yeah, and, like, I want to love that. They, I, I... Probably because they would look over at a, you know equestria girls and be like well sunset's gone why is this uh 
I think we just gave up our only compelling character. Yeah, so like I, I think Sai, I think they don't give Sai Twi enough credit, but yeah, I do like Sai Twi. I like Human Twilight. I think she's fun. Like I, I mean, if you really want to like, I mean, if they really care, they could have pulled a Sai Twi and like, I don't know, done something with Human Sunset. I Sai said, for lack of a better term. You know, yeah. I don't know. Maybe she gets to go to Equestria and hang out. That'd be weird. <laughs> uh, uh, it's uh, the problem with talking about this is I get really riled up about like, oh, they did my girl so dirty. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Um, uh, and like, I Part of this. like I'm watching all the Equestria Girl stuff and at some point I gotta read the uh there's like one annual, you know, like one comic book that like does it it's all Equestria Girls that I should read through at some point. But like like that's the it's like I know as I watch through this, it's not going to be as good as I want it to be. I'm never going to get like the sunset content I want. Ah. Uh, yeah, you'll I mean, just you'll just approach you'll approach that horizon, and it'll it'll be like uh, you know, it'll be like a oh god, what what am I thinking of? You know that thing when you're they teach you in calc when you're graphing and then like a number approaches infinity but never reaches it. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's that, a, that yeah no it's a it's a limit an asymptote. Yes, an asymptote. It's it's that you'll you'll always see sunset approaching this like idealized version of herself, and unfortunately, she will never reach it because the showrunners will not let her reach it. Yeah, yeah, because like you know, again, in my head, she's perfect. Like I have this whole arc for her in my head, and it's honestly kind of hard to separate that from like what the text actually justifies. Yeah. Uh. And, I, I very much have a similar situation with Starlight. <laughs> and like, especially since like, uh, my like my relationship with Sunset Shimmer goes back to like, you know, I saw the first Equestria Girls movie and like I you know latched onto this character of course and started you know playing her online and such, and you know, in a way that you know didn't really have anything to you know. Well before the other movies or any of the other shorts came out, I didn't even know the shorts really existed until like relatively recently. Yeah. And uh, and so you know the version of her that exists in my head is I mean it's probably more fleshed out certainly like that's the other again the sensor doesn't like it's hard for her to have a thing right because you already have you know. The main sets already pretty well cover it. There's not really room for some, like, she doesn't have an element of harmony. She doesn't really have, like, a thing she's good at. Like, she's good at magic, but, like, the one time she really has, like, a, but, like, even then she doesn't really get a chance to, like, do magic because she's, you know, in the human world where doesn't have magic. And also, uh, like, the one time she may, she may have had a chance to do it in Rainbow Rocks, oh, no, it's uh, Twilight gets to do it. She doesn't know what she's fucking doing, but, like, yeah. Like forgotten friendship rules because we get to see the sunset like solving a magic problem. Yeah, it's very much about sunset 
you know, being her own goddamn character. Because rather than being <laughs> sort of like Twilight's accomplice, if nothing else. <laughs> Forgotten Friendship's masterstroke is that, like, the main six have no idea who Sunset is. Well, they know who she is, but she's, you know, they still think she's a bully for most of it. And, like, that's honestly a masterstroke of storytelling because it means you don't have to, like, deal with these six characters. You don't have to give them anything to do. You can focus on Sunset and Trixie, the characters who are fun. Yeah. (sighs) And you get to play in that space of, you know, Sunset knowing she's a better person now and nobody like believing her which is a very a very like it's it's like your worst anxiety nightmare (laughs) not not you specifically but like the general you you know the you go to your friends and they only remember this old version of you that you hate (laughs) yep ah yep and like, and that, and that's like good writing, right? Like the way like she bonds with Trixie over this. Ah, you'll have to see it. And as much as I hate to hammer home this point, you know who has a story arc just like that? Yeah, yeah. Like Starlight gets, Starlight I imagine, a really good face. Yeah, I bet Starlight gets a great face turn arc. I, <laughs> I wish Sunset got like anything like that, right? Like, because yeah. that's the other thing. She kind of gets blasted nice. Like, and like, there's a lot going on, and like, I don't know, the scene where she puts the crown on and becomes Sunset Satan or whatever. Like, she starts crying. Like, whatever's going on, she doesn't want this. Yeah. But we never interrogate that. We never like find out what's going through her head. We yeah, never like get her. Ask Starlight, like, "Hey, are you okay with having been orphaned in this world?" <laughs> yeah, like. Yeah, Twilight never even asks her. I I think at some point Twilight like kind of asks, "Hey, do you want to come back?" And Sunset's like, "Eh, I think I'll I have friends here." But like, and you know, if there's one yeah, strike I have against forgotten friendship, God, Starlight, that's a sunset far in the future who's like went through some yeah. self actualizing and acceptance. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, and like, if there's one knock I have against Forgotten Friendship, it's that Sunset is, like, very, uh, you know, submissive to Celestia. I think Sunset, I think Celestia should have admitted at least some kind of fault. Yeah. But that sort of brings in the issue of another canon that never intersects with the main canon. And that's the the comic book canon. Yeah, because I have seen The Fall of Sunset Shimmer. I've, I've read that one at least. And yeah, you know, that's yeah. you know, kind of sort of canon. It's you know, it's canon enough to me. You know, the Fall of Sunset Shimmer is good. You know, yeah, it, it's, it, it's. I would almost call it like an imagining of what could have happened. Yeah, like it's almost almost like a legend. Yeah, yeah, like it's. I mean, as the closest we're ever going to get to like confirmation of what happened, like. You know, yeah. it's not like we ever. It's not like anyone ever talks about why Sunset is there, other than she's Celestia's former student, or like, you know, mm-hmm. why she's here, or any of that really. It, you know, yeah, nobody, nobody ever asks, asks. Nobody asks Sunset about Sunset. Yeah, yeah, right. Like, because uh, like that's the other thing, right? Like, you know, 
everyone else already knows each other. The audience already knows everyone but Sunset. And so it would be weird to stop the show so that Sunset can talk about herself. I mean, I would love that. I, I love it when Sunset talks. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, love I it when can't Sunset. think of a person who would be happier if Sunset just sat in front of the camera for 30 minutes talking about herself. Yes, obviously. Like, I mean, you, you watch the Quest for Girl stuff with me. You see, like, you know, how I hoot and holler whenever the sun sets on the screen. Yeah. <sighs> it's. She, she done. She got done. Saturday. I'm glad she, like, spiritually lives on in Starlight Glimmer. But, you know. Yeah. It, it does suck that, like. Sunset Shimmer be Sunset Shimmer instead of yeah. having a spiritual successor. Yeah, exactly, right? Like, uh, I would have loved to, like, I don't know, see her show up in Equestria sometimes, you know, hang out, you know, you know, and see her yeah. butt heads with Celestia. It, Starlight gets an episode in the human world. It would have been nice to yeah, see Mirror some, Magic. like, yeah, it would have been nice to see some pony episodes where, you know, Sunset got her time in the pony yeah. world. Yeah, and, like, what we do see of Sunset in the pony world is fun. Like, Mirror Magic is fun. Forgotten Friendship is fun. But, yeah, there's not yeah. much of it, because the Equestria Girls, there's always an, an Equestria Girls problem to be had. Yeah. The episode... The episode that I don't know the name of <laughs> that follows... That I was talking about earlier with, like, the rogue portals all over now. Mm -hmm. That episode yeah. is her... It's like her Rainbow Dash and Sci-Fi, which is a very fun, like, a, a very fun group that doesn't get a lot of action. Yeah. Like, and the other thing is, like, some of the... what A lot of the shorts are kind of boring, but the ones that do stand out are the ones that, like, I don't know, the one where it's Sunset and Pinkie Pie, like, in art class together and they're both painting and that's fun right like a because hey you get, we get sunset and b you know you don't really see sunset and pinkie pie hanging out like or you that, would uh, put those two together or that sunset and fluttershy run like a game grump style channel yeah together. <laughs> yeah hell like uh, i got really excited about that one uh the one short where like sunset gets to pick out a pet I get, you know, oh, yeah. just like everyone else. Like, that's fun. You know, she's like yeah, one it, of the girls. It, yeah, it brings up memories of, like, you know, the Owlicious episode. Yeah, or where they're uh, finding a pet the for Rainbow, Rainbow Dash. Dash. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, yeah, and, like that turn. Yeah, it's, it's nice. It's like she's one of the girls. We don't get, like, a lot of stuff like that. Like, we don't really get to see her becoming friends with the the humane six, the rest of the humane seven. Yeah, which, sort of Yeah, like, you know, she gets blasted nice, then she starts hanging out with them, and then you know... Yeah, like, post-Rainbow Rocks after that, they're like, yeah. now they're friends. <laughs> yeah, but, like, and yeah, they're always hanging out, but part of it's the problem that, like, they're spread really thin. Yeah. And uh, they don't they don't have that like tight knit bond that you get from like the first season of uh yeah. the main series. Yeah, what you could get if you were 
going to have, I don't know, you know, a few dozen, a few dozen 20 minute episodes that aren't special. So you don't that like take advantage of having an ensemble cast. Like that's the nice thing, right? Is that, you know, it's okay to like not focus on everyone, but if you're doing a special or a movie, you have to have every pony in there. Yeah. You know, thinking back on an earlier statement, so we established that possibly a dragon minus, you know, dragon separated from magic equals dog. Mm -hmm. What about that uh, dragon from dragon shy? Do you put that through the mirror and get Clifford the big red dog? I've been wondering that, right? Because, like, yeah, I can see how Spike has, like, puppy energy, but, like, the big boys from Dragon Shy or from, uh, you know, the Aloysius episode or – because, like, most dragons we meet are, like, much larger than Spike, right? They're, you know – Yeah. Even once they're, like, teenagers, they get much bigger. Are they also dogs? Yeah, they just, like, full-grown dogs? Are they also, like, like, colors that they were? Yeah, because like, like that's, that's worth noting. Like, Spike is a purple dog. Yeah, which isn't that weird. There's like a blue dog just like hanging out in a. We see in a couple of shorts. There's like this like blue and yellow dog. It's like a regular barking, you know, native to the human world dog. And you know, also human world Spike is also he looks exactly the same. So like, you know, humans are can be purple or green. I guess dogs can also be weird colors too. That's not that. Unusual. Winona's kind of the odd one out because she's like, just looks like a regular ass dog. Oh, I think I'm about to get dragged back through the mirror. Oh, uh, you can you can come. Up. I don't know. Uh, she got yanked out, and she'll can only join us again another thirty moons. Uh, oh no! Whatever will I do without my darling dragon? I'll have to find someone else to pet. Oh, hi, Hearth. How are you? <laughs> Boy, it's a good thing it's you can get that mirror. I got back through. I mean, it sure is a good thing you can just pass that mirror whenever you want now. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, it is held open on the other side now. Mm-hmm. Which also raises the question of, like, so in theory, like, anyone from the human world could just fall through this at any time? Like, how uh, is like a... yeah, I mean, the the one is just in like a, a like pit of quicksand. Can you imagine dying and waking up as a horse? Can you imagine that? Yeah, I, oh, yeah, I think I can imagine that. <laughs> like, but like the, the portal is just like a mirror in front of a high school, right? Like, you know, any random high school student could, I don't know trip or like mess up a skateboard trick or something and whoop. yeah lean up against it and just accidentally fall through yeah <sighs> and then you know oh it's not like they ever really super care about the masquerade or whatever like i think everyone at camp a lot like as of friendship games everyone at camp, everyone is like at least two of these high schools knows that like oh yeah yeah chs has those thick hurls who can fly yeah. <laughs> really not fair, but, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, what are you going to do? Uh, you know, whatever, it's fine. You know, what are you going to do about it, bitch? 
Um, <laughs> what are you going to do? Stop me from so, flying? All right, I'm up here. Come get me. Yeah, yeah, grab my wings. So, like, this is not, this was never, like, all that secret. Like, you know, even once they get superpowers after uh, Camp Everfree, like, they're never really, like, super concerned with, like, keeping it a secret. Like, yeah. Sunset even tells, Sunset even says, like, at least once, like, damn, if only I had my Geo, then I could grab you. Or, like, I think she, like, touches Juniper Montage and Mirror Magic and, like, reads her memories right then and there. And, like, even yeah, says she's going the to echo. Yeah, she does have the echo, which is A, very funny, and B, I kind of clowned on them giving Sunset empathy when I saw Camp Everfree, but, like, hers comes in handy the most often. Like, Yeah. Yeah. It. I mean, like the echo, being able to see someone's memories, uh, exactly how they happened, from like you know a third person perspective, very helpful. Yeah. Yeah, it's very useful from a storytelling perspective because you know you don't have to have characters explain things to each other, and you have to like, you know, help them waste time like convincing people who don't want to tell them things to tell them things. Uh. You know, it's very convenient if you're a writer. It also means that, like, at the very least, Sunset gets to use her thing more often. Like, I kind of forget the other girls can have superpowers, except maybe Rainbow Dash. Yeah. Like, I, like, I kind of forget what, like, Pinkie Pie and Fluttershy's are. Like, I think Fluttershy can talk to animals or whatever, and Pinkie Pie can do that confetti bomb thing. But, like, yeah, it basically never comes up. It would have come up more often if we had, like, a series instead of a, a bunch of shorts. But, you know, alas. Yeah, Pinkie Pie can just do that confetti bomb all the time is the thing. Yeah. The, it, it's funny that's attached to her element of harmony when it, <laughs> she just does that. Pinkie Pie is just like that. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. Like, with Pinkie Pie specifically, like, you know, people give her a lot of leeway, like, in fucking movie magic she just like stores a big bucket of pudding in her hair and like Twilight thinks it's a little weird but she doesn't even like bother to say anything yeah the Pinkie Pie zany index is cranked up to like 99 in Equestria Girls for whatever reason yeah, yeah. you know I guess you might as well like you know you can't it is also like a weird choice to just Blanket say, okay, nobody's magic except maybe these these magical special girls. These six, like I don't even think Sunset gets like the the pony up thing. She does later, I believe. Like she gets it during her her big like Rainbow Rocks moment, I believe. Mm -hmm. but, uh, like that only really does anything for you if you're a Pegasus, because like you you can't like you know, Sightwy and. Rarity don't grow horns, or if they do, they don't seem to do any magic with them. Which I, I bet would look weird, but also already looks weird to give pony ears to the, the humans. Yeah, I mean, it looks about as weird as, you know, cat girls, I feel like. Yeah, I mean, it is basically so, the same thing. Like, like, pony ears and cat ears are basically the same thing. Yeah, the only difference is that, like, the pony ears don't blend in with their hair. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing, right? Like the, the ears are very clearly made of, of skin, of flesh. Also, woo, 69 guests, nice. Uh, thank you nice, all. Nice, um, nice. But, uh, yeah, I think that's what's it, right? Because usually when you see a cat girl, 
the ears are the same color as the hair instead of being made out of skin like you would expect ears to be. Yeah. Instead, <sighs> it's just like their actual pony colors. Yeah, which or, is or already a weird topic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like they're like I think it's skin. I like in my head, it makes more sense for it to be skin than it is for like than to be covered in a thin layer of fur. Yeah, which I mean, it's <sighs> it it sensory like thinking about it like in the sensory sense. <laughs> Uh, for lack of a better term, is not pleasant. I do not like imagining the flesh ears, the flesh yeah. horse ears, but like visually in the show, it looks, you know, it looks better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it, it, it also raises the weird question. Running out, running around with, you know, ears the color of their coats in Equestria, you'd end up, you know, looking mm -hmm. like an anime convention. Yeah, yeah. And like Yeah. Yeah, and like I get like this is supposed to be the human world, so like they have to look like humans and humans, at least on Earth here, don't have, you know, horns or wings. And it means you can do the stuff yeah. with equestrian equestrian magic, but I know the whole equestrian magic as antagonist generator kind of sucks. It's it's basically it's usable in forgotten friendship in some of the movies. Like it's fun in like in a Rainbow Rocks, but in a lot of the shorts or specials, it just kind of falls flat. Yeah, honestly, uh, like not having the pony up stuff, you'd probably just you you probably wouldn't miss it in the show. To be perfectly honest, yeah, yeah, it happens so rarely, and like it doesn't really affect much other than to say these are the special main characters and let you sell dolls of their ponied up forms. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, again, toy commercial logic, this is a toy commercial, and, uh, which again, brings us back to the question of, Hasbro did, Hasbro did the, you know, people are purple thing so that they wouldn't have, so they wouldn't have to, like, stand up and say, oh, I don't know, Twilight and Pinkie Pie are black, <sighs> which I, I can see why you would do that if you were Hasbro, but it's, it's cowardice, and, like, it doesn't even work. Because it just yeah. means they implicitly confirm they're all white, uh, or you know, yeah, they they map to white people because yeah, we do see people in like mirror magic who have you know, black person hair and faces. Yeah, like Treehugger has dreads and stuff. Yeah, but I think Treehugger is a white guy with dreads. But yes. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, because. Like, I can see if you're a Hasbro exec, you're like, oh, I got it. I know what we'll do. We'll, you know, we'll just make them purple. That way, you know, that way they won't look like <laughs> any real life ethnicities. And, it, hey, they made some, they made, like, I think the first batch of Equestria Girls dolls all white anyways. And B, again, it it just means, like, oh, yep, they're they're white. Yeah, they're, you know. <sighs> nice try, Hasbro. Didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> Steven Universe got to the concept before you having, like, you know, colorful characters and still giving them racial coding. And uh, it 
the the racial coding shows. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It definitely has not, it doesn't suddenly disappear because they're purple. Yeah, exactly. And you know, they tried and you know, they did um you know, they tried to write this in like mirror magic and such, but you know, it's too little too late and it's you know. Yeah. It just makes them look silly in retrospect. I mean, but it does mean that uh like when you look at say the human cutie mark crusaders, well, the Crusaders or the Cantalot Movie Club, as they as they're called, they don't have cutie marks. Which does raise a question of how they became friends, because they didn't have like cutie marks to bond over. Like well, they oh. bonded over movies. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. They bonded they bonded over uh, not going through puberty at the same time. Um <laughs> But uh None of us uh, went through puberty at the same time, and we all watched Con Air wrong. Yeah. Because, like, you know, and you look at, like, you know, Apple, you know, Human Apple Bloom, Sweetie Belle, and Scootaloo, and, like, it becomes, you know, you look at them, and my brain immediately goes, oh, okay, so Apple Bloom and Sweetie Belle are white, and Scootaloo is Latina. Yeah. I, I definitely honest, see that. But honestly, good for her. As, but a, just, as a Hispanic woman, yes. <laughs> Good for Scootaloo. Yeah. But I'm also like 99% sure that was completely like accidental on the part of the... On, on Hasbro's part. Oh, almost assuredly. Like, I mean, they do do this thing where like a lot of the the background characters they invented for Equestria Girls are... Uh, you know, they tend to pick more Earth-human skin tones. Like, you know, normal Norman is, you know... Normal Norman and such have, you know, not always. There's a few like, you know, blue or purple original original characters, but a lot of them are look very you know, earth human. Yeah. Uh, which, I, you know, they're, they're just like guys. straight up white or peach or. Yeah. Yeah. And even and of course, we can't ignore Big Macintosh, who they did just make white like he's. He's not it, it rarity white. It would be a complete conversation without us talking about Big Macintosh. <laughs> like, okay, so I get that, like, you can't make him red. I understand why you can't do that. I feel like you could have made him, like, pink or, like, a lighter red or, I don't know, even, like, the same color as Apple Bloom, and it would have been fine. Yeah. There are thousands of options available to us for Big Mac, and they took none of them. <laughs> Yeah, like, it's a bizarre choice. Like, there are so many other things you could have done to, like, still do this, like, fakey sidestep thing. And, no, no, he's just white. He's just, you know, he's just Caucasian. Yeah. <sighs> I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm reading a popular webcomic from the... 2010s again. <laughs> uh, uh, he's feeling peach. Uh, big peach and Tosh. Feeling peachy. Uh, no! <laughs> like, uh, every time I see Big Mac in the Equestria Girl show, I point at the screen and say white. Like, like I'm <laughs> the fucking Lord Farquaad meme. Yeah, the Lord Farquaad meme. White! <sighs> Again, bizarre choices all around, but <coughs> yeah. 
also, <clears throat> I mean, I'll tell you the best thing they did in, in yeah, probably the best translation choice they made is, um, remember uh, photo finishes, like three assistants from the show where they were like weird Asian stereotype pony, uh, yeah, a hairspray femboy and the other one. <laughs> but, yes. Uh, but in a in a question girl's lane, we get her two her two assistants like pixel pizzazz and the other one, and they're great. I love looking at them. Well, let me let, let me let me bring up these. Oh yeah, these are good. Yeah, yeah, like. Much better, like much more fun to look at. I love Pixel Pizzazz's design. Like, uh, if I were going to latch onto a background character from Equestria Girls, it would probably be her. Um, but I already latched onto Sunset Shimmer. Uh, that if Sour Sweet or uh, well, okay, she'd be pretty far down the list after like you know Sunset Adagio, uh, maybe Sour Sweet. Yeah, we we got we got a lot of characters to get through. <laughs> yeah, yeah. God, like it's part of how I dodge. The thing is that she made the list. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like she has like a fun design, and like her only personality trait is like I don't even think she gets lines, or she doesn't get many lines other than like you know she follows. Yeah, she's uh, one of Photo Finish's quote friends. Yeah. Which and, I like, looked it up. It's a uh, violet blur and uh, pixel pizzazz. There we go. That sounds right. Uh, and the fun thing about Equestria Girls is like I feel like they use photo finish a lot more often and I love photo finish she's fun it is weird that yeah, they photo ever finish is a fun character she kind of yeah. gets she doesn't get much uh, going for her in the main series mm -hmm. yeah and I can get that because you know she I imagine it's hard to get her to carry like a full episode without just rehashing the one episode she already did but like yeah, her, her five minutes short, is very one note. <laughs> yeah. But for a five minute short, you can have her go around, take pictures, push people around and say, Yas Queen Slay which she does several times. I think she says yes queen every time we see her in uh Equestria Girls. Oh, of course she does. Why wouldn't she? Uh, which is weird, but it's also very funny to hear her say that in her like ridiculous fake German accent. Yeah. That, that is the good thing, one of the good things about Equestria Girls is that they can play with, you know, real life memes a lot more. Yeah. <laughs> they can take some weird yeah. trend and shove it in there. <laughs> yeah, for better or for worse. Because this is a toy commercial. You can do that if you want. I love a good horse. Love a good horse. Lo love a, I, I will love a good horse. Humane horse. I love it. I love a good horseman. And a horsewoman. Uh, this does, however, Question Girls does disprove the fan theory that uh, Rainbow Dash and Photo Finish are the same person. Yeah. <laughs> you ever see so that I comic back in the day? Actually. That is an excellent theory. Definitely up there yeah, with, like, you know, the daring do actual execution. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, oh, that's the other thing, is like, 
in in human world, aka Yearling is still named that, even though again her name is a horse pun. So I guess it's a fake name either way. So like whatever. Yeah. Like it, which implies that like Daring Do is a real per is yeah. So in in human world, that implies that like all these like weird jungle adventures actually happened, and uh, all these like actually happened, and basically Indiana Jones is real in the Equestria Girls universe in the human world. Oh, uh, that's that's the case in the main in the Pony world as well. Yeah, yeah, but like in the pony world, there's a lot of like swashbuckling adventure stuff, right? Already, like it's normal to like go into the woods and find a treasure. It's that kind of world, but like the equestrian world is like basically our world on Earth. They have like cell phones and shit, but this implies that like another actual, and I guess that there are actual magical relics in in the human world. They're just you know, usually somehow escape from Equestria. Yeah. Somehow, some somehow snuck out of Equestria, or is there an, a regular item that was in the human world that got empowered by Equestrian magic? Yeah, yeah. Which just you know, things are always slipping through the mirror. I guess usually because they just need to open a rogue dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I guess things can just go through there whenever now because they leave the portal open all the time. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, in addition to that, you know, just the portals got ripped open everywhere. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So there are just, you know, the world's got holes in the fabric of reality now. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Whatever. Every now and again, that shit wide open. (laughs) Yeah. And like, you know, at some point the, uh, you know. Yeah, you'll wind up against a magical problem and, like, there's maybe, like, one or two people on Earth that are qualified to solve it, but it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, I know. You'll become an immortal god queen somehow. Yeah. Firstly, I think it would be fun to walk through a mirror and then be an immortal horse god queen. Then that would be good for me. I'd be good at it. I'd be better than the fucking hat Celestia. She's so bad at her job. Like, she seems like she's a pretty good high school principal. Yeah. Actually, I, I actually I don't agree with that. I think Celestia seems like a terrible high school principal. Okay, now I'll take that. Yeah, I mean, she, given that she, she like bond so easily. Yeah, like she does. Like, I believe see like a bunch of you know mayonnaise or whatever on the window like there's a whole short where like the the humane seven stages snow day with like mashed potatoes and you know trump doyle and like you know painting a, yeah. a set a background on a piece of paper and it works yes <laughs> which which it is weird that like they do that at the school even though like unless she lives in the school which i don't think is the case that would be weird um it would be weird, but we do that at her house. Um, uh, and I like, I, also, I legit would not be surprised if there's some sort of penthouse suite <laughs> at Canterlot High that the principals just live in. 
yeah, you know what? I'll take that. It's it seems like a really fucking fancy school. So who fucking knows? Yeah, I mean, like, okay. The other thing is that like several times, like random random girls show up and just start attending the school there, and she seems fine with this. Like, like yeah. you know, horse twilight just shows up one day and says, "Hi, I'm new here." And she's like, "Yeah, all right. This seems normal. Welcome to Camelot yeah. High." Coldly Yoko has more drama surrounding this kind of thing. They try yeah. to get Aelita enrolled in their high school, in their like boarding school. And the principal is like, huh? What the fuck? Who is this person? Yeah, yeah like you have any sort of like documentation or paperwork proving who you are? Like yeah. you can't just like you can't just show up at a high school and start you know, attending classes there, they'll find out, they'll find out that you're not supposed to be here. Yeah. Ah. Uh, and, like, that only happened to Sunset, too. Like, she just kind of showed up and started attending high school here and had to, like, you know, find a place to live. Like, yeah, we see our house down, we see our house, it's like this, you know, dilapidated loft on the wrong side of the tracks. Is it still like that later on? I feel like that's when she first found it, isn't it? Uh, like we see that in like that in this like one music video. I think the only time I've seen it at least so far in my watch is this one music video where it's you know it's her and Twilight both like walking to school, and I think that's pretty late. Like I think that's uh, I feel like that's at least because po- it features side twice, so it's at least post friendship games. It might be post. Uh, Camp Everfree God, that's too. That's fucked up. They, yeah, <laughs> it makes sense, right? Like she doesn't have parents. Like she doesn't have that, anyone. That feels very fucked up for like to like not address with an episode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Like because presumably the the humane six know what's going on with Sunset now. They know she's a pony from another world, and like I, I feel like they would find out at some point. Like oh. Sunset doesn't have parents. She's an orphan. She's alone in this world. <laughs> it, it feels like a very Pinkie Pie kind of episode to find out where Sunset Shimmer lives <laughs> and then, like, surprise her by completely doing doing up her house. Did I lose you? Or did you get randomly muted again? Dear God. Sorry, my phone. <laughs> my phone died and uh but anyway you were saying about uh saying about like the sunset's fucked up living situation oh yeah i was saying that it feels like a very pinky pie sort of episode to you know just have pinky pie find out where sunset shimmer lives find out her house is in shambles and then like make an episode of everybody fixing it up for her yeah, or like it feels like specifically one of the good Pinkie Pie episodes. <laughs> yeah, 
Or even like, I don't know, maybe Twilight says, hey, Sunset, do you want to like come like sleep in a spare room or something? Like, yeah. Uh, like, again, this seems like something you could, like you were saying, I mean, you could really explore in like, I don't know, a series or like anything that was willing to give time to Sunset Shimmer. Yeah. Like, I don't know, it'd be nice to like hear her say something like, yeah, well, you know, I came to that mirror and I don't like fucking have parents like everyone else does. So, like, <sighs> I had to make do. I, like, you know. <sighs> yeah, they find her working a job, like, yeah, and like and all, or something. Yeah, and, like, they all have jobs, I think, just because that's, like, a, a way for them to, like, have fun and do things. Like, we do see Rarity, like, Rarity's apparently, like, a seamstress. Like, she, like, High school rarity is as good at her job as, like, you know, horse rarity, adult horse rarity is, apparently. Yeah. And, you know, Applejack works on her farm. Uh, you know. Sidetwine, I don't think, has a job. She usually, like, has a lab or something. Like, Fluttershy yeah, works at the animal rescue place. Yeah. Yeah. Because he has fucking rich parents. Why would she? Um, yeah. Like, we see Applejack... And she has her family farm, but we also see her work at like a smoothie place, like a like a Jamba Juice type place in one episode. Oh yeah. And I think we see Rainbow Dash at like a working some kind of job at some point. And yeah, you know, I don't think Pinkie Pie is a baker Rainbow like she's in Horse World. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> God, are, sorry to, are sorry there, to are there Dash to fucking set you on fire like that, but... <laughs> like, are the... So what are the Wonderbolts in this universe? Because people can't... Are they, like, just the Blue Angels? Do they fly jets or, like, stunt fly planes or something? Yeah, it depends on whether or not they ended up as teenagers or if they're adults. <laughs> yeah, like, I like, would they, guess they're they adults. They just be the Blue Angels. Yeah, because, like, I would guess they're adults, because, like, they're they're older than Rainbow Dash, right? They seem like they're, like, the next age step up, kind of like, you know... Yeah, they seem like they're closer to saying Mr. and Mrs. Spitfire and Soren seem a little bit older than Rainbow Dash. Yeah, because, I mean, you know, we spoilers for upcoming episodes of the podcast, but we specifically say, like, Spitfire has milk eyes, right? Um, and... Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, and... Or am I, getting I wasn't sure and, how to like they I seem like they're sure closer to like all those, but yeah, yeah, like they're because they're they're more than just bedroom eyes, right? Like they're you know her eyes are half lidded, but like you can she, see like the wrinkles on them yeah, and she such. Has bags under her eyes. Yeah, yeah, she's she's seen some shit, you know, because she's a troop, and uh, like because like and they seem like they're closer to say Mister and Mrs. Cake's age, who do map like adults in the human world. Yeah. But again, it's, you know, yeah, there is some, you know, there are generations here, right? Because there's, you know, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Cake are, like, old enough to be married and, you know, have kids, which, you know, presumably, you know, are the, the main six are, but they don't really seem interested in that. Yeah. Because they're lesbians, but also because, like, they're a little young. Yeah. It's like millennials to Zoomers right now, I think. Yeah, yeah, like... I would call the age know. gap. Like, the... 
Spitfire and Soren are millennials, and then the Humane Seven are like Zoomer age. Yeah, yeah. Compared to real life right now. Yeah, something like that. Because, you know, yeah. Because, you know, in, in Pony World, it's like Rarity is old enough to like own a business, right? Like she's a, you know, she owns and operates the Carousel Boutique. Yeah. But Pinkie Pie is still like a baker's apprentice or something. Or like, you know, she she lives with and works for the cakes. Yeah. But I <laughs> I remember some old fandom arithmetic back in the day because of the specifically the Zakora episode. Uh where Fluttershy says, I'm a year older than you. Yeah, to Rainbow Dash, right? Uh, I thought it was to Pinkie Pie. That sounds right. So people were like, okay, so Fluttershy is older than Pinkie Pie. And then, like, just cross-referenced it all across the series to, like, figure out the relative ages of everyone. <laughs> yeah. Cause, so like, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, Pinkie's still an apprentice, but Rarity's a shop owner. Yeah, Rarity yeah. Like, they could be the closest to Nilf among the six. Yeah, yeah, she's clearly the oldest, or at least, like, the most confident. Yeah. Uh, maybe, like, her or Applejack. Her and Applejack, definitely. Uh, are either tied or very close. Yeah, but that's also weird because, like, they have, you know, because they both, you know, both Rarity and Applejack have little sisters who are quite a bit younger than them, right? Like Rarity and Applejack yeah. are both adults, but Sweetie Belle and Apple Bloom are in are like teenagers. So yeah. I guess like a I don't have siblings, but like and I don't want to like pretend that horse ages map onto human ages because I'm pretty sure it would be weird if they did. But yeah, like, it would be very strange. <laughs> yeah. I guess like I don't know, a, like a seven or a seven or ten year gap between siblings. Yeah, yeah it seems I mean, that's, to me, but that actually that is uh I mean the, my siblings and I have like a five year gap. So I would say a seven yeah. to ten year gap actually isn't that unheard of. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh my parents yeah. fucking got married at like twenty and got busy. <laughs> yeah, like I know even imagining like you know <laughs> Comparing to, you know, a much more realistic series, The Simpsons, where, you know, Bart, Lisa, and Maggie are, like, Lisa's eight, Bart's, like, ten or twelve or something like that, and mm -hmm. Maggie is, you know, a baby. Maggie's, like, a year or so old. Like, yeah. Yeah. No, so Lisa's eight, Bart's ten, Maggie is, quote, a baby. Like, she's less than two, I believe. Like, because she can't even watch, she's not even a toddler yet, so she's, like, a year old or so. So the sense is also, you know, I think all, I think almost all of them were, either all or almost all of their kids were accidents. So maybe they're not the the right model here, but it's not unheard of, right? Yeah. I think maybe they intended to have Lisa, but I'm not sure. Who knows? They certainly we're not, we're we're not in the business of uh, Simpsons mathematics. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I have or had a book for the for the Simpsons mathematics wise cast. Yeah, like 
I have or had a book called The Mathematical Secrets of the Simpsons. No, I do have it. It's at my dad's place. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Which, you know, talked about, you know, it's like, it's a decent book, a little service level, but it is fun. And, uh, you know, it talks about, a, as an appendix about the, the body swapping theorem they proved for that episode of Futurama. That was fun. But, um, <laughs> regardless, you know, horse. Uh, of course. But, you know, the line here is still weird. Like, I mean, it also makes sense that, like, Pinkie Pie does not seem like the type to own a business. Like, yeah, I feel like Pinkie Pie would not be very good at running Sugar Cube Corner. Mm, yeah, I I don't think she would run Sugar Cube Corner. Like, yeah, e- even uh, even somebody we could like our closest approximation of a Pinkie Pie uh, cheese sandwich can barely run his business. Yeah, the, the, the laughter factory or whatever. Yeah, the laugh factory. Even yeah, he's yeah. like, I mean, yeah, I can't be in here. I have to be, like, on the move. Yeah. I've only seen screenshots of that, so I'm still looking forward to getting there because I've, I've seen pictures of him looking all depressed at his fucking Black Steve Jobs turtleneck. It's, that episode is so weird, Al, it hurts. <laughs> Oh, I cannot it is, wait. I, it, it's very good. I enjoyed it. I, I cannot wait to, like, see, get to the Weird Al episodes. And, like, because Weird Al had sex with Pinkie Pie. We all know this. And yeah. uh, and they only have two wait. episodes to justify it with. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, let's be honest, you know. If you're going to ship Weird Al with any pony, it would be Pinkie Pie. Like, that's... Yeah, it's, you know. it's either... Uh, What's his name? Louis C.K.? Yeah. Uh, the fucking Wait. party dude. Hmm. Uh, or, uh, or Weird Al. It's one of those two. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm so glad it was Weird Al. Like, saying Louis C.K. had such a Pinkie Pie is less fun. Yeah. No, exactly. Uh... uh. I mean, if I were Weird Al, Al and Pinkie Pie had sex and produced a child, nonetheless. Yeah, they have a son. And uh, the kid's cute. They have hot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, little cheese is great. No, nothing wrong with him. I just a worthy, it's so good a to be character of the chaos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ah. Uh. Like, I've had people try and, like, get my mentions, like, oh, actually, a little, you know, oh, but Little Cheese is a Fluttershy and Pinkie Pie's a lesbian baby. And, like, yeah, I can see the colors, but no. Like, yeah, Pinkie Pie had sex with Weird Al. No, Fluttershy's busy over in the realm of chaos with Discord. Yeah, yeah, she already has a boyfriend, and, like, you know. <sighs> Like that is also kind of a fun ship. I'm. I hope. I remember like hating the Discord episodes of my first watch through because like he's just an asshole for no reason, which I, I realize is like the character, but like yeah. Like I I I've grown to despise uh John Delancey because of like yeah. his attitude towards the fandom, but yeah, I very much like the character to be honest. Mm-hmm. And maybe I'll like him more in a second run through. We'll see. But yeah, yeah, because he's like it's it's what John Delancey really likes. He likes the fandom's money and attention, but he doesn't really like the people. And it's 
Yeah. <laughs> he he's all after the money. Uh he's all after that brony bank, but doesn't really like he has a very cynical view of the fandom, which sucks. <laughs> yeah. Which, uh, I mean, I can, I do kind of get it. Like, uh, I can see how if you were a famous person interacting with the Brony fandom, you would also become disillusioned. But I don't know, man. I, I can't imagine. Okay, well, I was going to say, I can't imagine they're that much worse than Star Trek nerds, but no, I can actually imagine we're worse than Star Trek nerds. And how, and how many people want that Q-dick? Want that Q-wussy? That quizzy? <laughs> that quasi? Uh, that queenus? That quizzy? <laughs> My net, my quack, my quack, my quissy, and my back. Oh, God. Uh. <laughs> uh. Oh, that was maybe the worst thing I've heard all night. Happy to help. Horse help. Oh, wait, happy to quell. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Happy to quilt. Happy to help human help, but no, no, we had to double <laughs> down on the on the QSC. Uh do we ever meet human discord? No, not as All far right. as I know. Yeah, like I, I have I, there's an image of it in my head, but I think that was like I think that was from a porn comic where he like makes Applejack's tits bigger. So like that's not really helpful here. I'm rolling with the punches. <laughs> Like, uh, that, that's the other thing, right? Is like I've been in the, I've been mired in the fandom for so long, and like, you know, especially as like there's you know, in the days when you know there was a lot more fandom content being produced than horse content, which is all has always kind of been true, but you know, and like, you know, so it's kind of hard to remember the what's fandom, canon. And, the fandom was is un unquenchable in its thirst for content, and will just yeah. make its own goddamn content. <laughs> Yeah, much of which is better than the show, mind you. But like, uh, it's it's true of a lot of fan content, mind you. But like, uh, you know, it means I forget what's canon and what isn't. Which it's some lovely surprises. Like, I'm trying to remember. Like, Goth Fluttershy. I thought she. I I, I was surprised to remember she was real. Oh yeah. So and like we get more more Fluttershy outfits. The the fact that her freaking knowledge of sewing is used even more than once or twice is still flabbergasting to me. <laughs> I mean, good, honestly. Like, it it would be so easier for them just to, like, forget, as they often do. <sighs> you know, like how they, you know, I don't think he sense comes back eventually, but I know it's, like, a couple seasons. Yeah, it's a couple seasons, and it's only really for background stuff. Like, it, mm. it's for one-off gags. Yeah. You know, something will fall and Pinky's tail will twitch, but mm -hmm. they won't use it. It never becomes, like, the focal point of an episode again. Yeah, which is probably fine, because that episode um, had a bizarre moral. Uh... <laughs> yeah, that... The Buffalo episode and, what is it, Feeling Pinky Keen? 
Yeah. Uh, those are two episodes that never should be repeated. <laughs> yeah, like totally bizarre and weird for different reasons. Like the Buffalo episode is unforgivable, but like the Pinky Keen, like I know what they were going for. Like they were, it was going for let your friends have their weird superstitions. Like, I don't know. Yeah, and just totally, yeah. totally blew it. Yeah, because, like, they keep saying faith in a way that makes it sound like you should believe in God or whatever. Or, like, yeah. you should accept that some things don't have an explanation, which is a weird, bad moral. Like, it, uh, like it's... The episode yeah, is also like just I'm, unintentional. I feel like I'm watching Jodie Foster's Contact again. And yeah. I'm at the Senate hearing where the dude's just like, are you expecting us to accept, uh, you know, all of this on faith? And his eyes bulge out of his head slightly when he says it, just to accentuate the point. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, this is getting a little heavy-handed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, ah. Uh, yeah, like, because, like, I, I see that's where they were going for it. I think the, the weird religiosity of it comes off on, it's an accident, surely, but you know, it also means the episodes are intentionally comedic when, like, Twilight Sparkle, the magic unicorn is all weird about, like, oh, that's not magic. Magic is the thing I do. Yeah. Magic magic is intentional and purposeful, except for when it just kind of happens sometimes. Yeah. I, I'm glad that they sort of realized that that was a very boring way to do magic. Yeah. Because, like, you know, because. there's magic all over the place. Uh. Insane clown posse was right. There's magic everywhere <laughs> you look. Yeah. God, that... People clowned on ICP for that back in the day, but, like, you know, if you actually listen to the song, I mean, yeah, it does sound weirdly anti-science. Uh, like it, he does, it does, he does sound... in fact say fucking magnets. How do they work? Which is very yeah, easy it does... to clown on. Yeah, <laughs> I started to think that you know these this insane clown posse isn't engaged in clownery, if you will. <laughs> it, it, it's in, engaged in some kind of you know, clown situation, and yeah. he also like you know. I don't want to talk to a scientist. Motherfucker's lying and getting me pissed when he asks, like, uh, you know, why does my kid look like me? Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, like, I agree. Like, I agree, Violent J and Shaggy Two Dope. We do, like, live in a beautiful tapestry and, you know, with the, yes, these miraculous things like genetics and, and magnets and shit. But it is miraculous in its own way. But I think it's, it's weird to, like, you know, I don't want to talk to accuse all scientists of lying when they, like, try to explain magnets to you. But, you know, history has since borne out that, like, history has since borne out that, like, the ICP dudes are genuinely cool and chill. And yeah. good for them. Join us not next week, but the week after for the mathematics of the insane clown policy. <laughs> Me, I got, I I got that insane clown pussy. I'm Harley Quinn. Oh, <laughs> you ever see somebody running at you with a knife and you just let them stab you? <laughs> uh.
Your um, grace never ever change. Damn right. I'm the best. I'm perfect. Every pony loves me. I'm so good at jokes and having a, a clissy. Oh! <laughs> Aw. Uh, are you yodeling, dear? Are you in anguish over how good I am? I'm yodeling in pain. Aw, Yarth. A yodel hearth. Garth. Isn't that what uh, Pinky says in Pinky in the Brain? <laughs> uh, okay, I know someone's done that crossover fan art. Um, Computer, show me Pinkie Pie in the Brain. I mean, I, okay, like, I can see the fan art really clearly, just, like, because it's, I mean, it's Pinkie in the Brain, but it's, it's Pinkie in Twilight, right? I mean, it's not just fan art. <laughs> I mean, like they, I realize uh, they, they spend they time to get. Their... They charge hmm? their shot for a long time, but they do finally lose uh, one pinky in the brain reference in the show. Oh, good! I'm so happy. Because <laughs> they do the full, like you know. They say, like, gee, Twilight, what are we going to do tonight? Same thing we do every night, Pinky. Yes, Pinky Pinky legitimately asks, what are we going to do, Twilight? And Twilight looks at the camera and says, same thing we do every time, Pinky. (laughs) Try to save Equestria. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, God, I, I either remember that or I invented the false memory just now. But you know what? Good for them. Like, you probably remember it because it's from the finale. I don't think it's I ever saw the finale. It's not from the finale, but the final two episodes, the two-parter. Like, I never saw, like, the end of the series. Okay. Well, like, we'll probably forget about this talk by the time you get there. So. Yeah, yeah. Like, the only thing I really know about the finale is, well, A, that, and B, that we're, that Weird Al and Pinkie Pie do have a, a son. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm sure I will forget about this conversation by, you know, whenever I get there in like eight years or whatever. Yeah, have fun living that in the distorted time loop that we exist in. <laughs> God, like every time I think about how like huge this task is, it's it's fucked up. You have uh, you have been isekai'd into quite the challenge. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. a crime that Autumn only exists for one week of that challenge. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, I can't believe we shot our watts so early. You know me, I love to shoot my wad, but I hate having shot my wad, you know? Yeah, it, it's very much a sort of like post, post-shot regret. Yeah, yeah, uh, post not clarity post, as they call it. Post shot him depart or what is it? Post shot him uh, depression. depression. Yeah, there we go. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, I guess in this case it's post autumn depression. 
Yeah, yeah, there we go. Which I think is uh, just called seasonal depression. <laughs> yeah. It just means it's winter now. Oh, I was going to say post, not rarity. There we go. There, That's the joke. <laughs> this show has too many post, not rarities, to be honest. <laughs> Wait, does that mean rarity is constantly having... Rarity is in a constant state of having recently nutted? I mean, have you seen how many times she passes out? What do you think's happening? Okay, yeah. <laughs> oh, darling, I have such low blood sugar or whatever after I'm going to fall asleep. Okay, I do kind of want a fainting couch, is a thing. Like, yeah, like what so, if I have yeah, a rarity, rarity moment? Rarity made me want a fainting couch. Yeah. I can remember being in college and, like, buying a some furniture, like buying a bed or whatever, and they had a fainting couch in the furniture showroom, and I'm like, ah, I have nowhere to put it, but ah. <laughs> Neither did Rarity. She just kept it magically on hand. Ah. <laughs> uh, if I ever get a place that's big enough for one, I'm I'm gonna get a fucking fainting couch. Absolutely, I I love this for you, and think you should. Ah. <laughs> uh. Just make sure you pro you see the main problem with a fainting couch that's stagnant is you have to have most of your dramatic conversations near the fainting couch. Yeah, yeah. Or plan your faints. Yeah, yeah. Like if you're going to have a, a conversation that could be the worst possible thing, like you know, you got to have it like here. Yeah. What a good horse! I loved that. They're all good horses. Back in the day. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think that was I mean, my favorite, like, rarity bit from, like, the the old days. This is the worst possible thing! And then faint. Yeah. Of all the things that could happen, this is the worst possible thing! Like, I, I gave rarity the business back in the day because, oh, the fashion designer pony, you know, how very obviously trying to appeal to little girls, but now, and she's probably my favorite of the main six. Like it's stiff competition. Like I'll, I'll, Applejack was my old favorite. You know, I can now appreciate Rainbow Dash more. Mm -hmm. Uh, and Pinkie Pie and Butterfly are both also there. And Fluttershy uh, uh, is also fine. You know, and, and Beans loves her, so I can't be too hard on her. <laughs> Beans loves all. Beans loves all of Fluttershy. <laughs> yeah, like don't get me wrong. She does have a great ass. I can't fault her for that. <laughs> I think Fluttershy is one of the few horses that gets just a dedicated ass shot in the series. So I don't think yeah. the uh, showrunners argue with you either. <laughs> yeah, like she she does have that plot. Can't argue with that. But in the rarity department, good taste. Mm-hmm. Because mm -hmm. rarity so was good. my favorite pony back in the day and still is today. <laughs> mm-hmm. She's good. I love that marshmallow. Love that marshmallow. Well, dear, you're going to vanish uh, from this point of existence about six minutes. Do you think we can go for another hour? Do you think two hours is about enough for uh, uh, this? 
I mean, if you'd like to go for another hour, I'm sure we could keep talking for, you yeah, know, the, ad, ad infinitum, to be honest. Um, yeah, the problem is I'm, but, I'm really enjoying talking horse with you there. You're a delight. Aw, you're too kind. Damn right, I'm the best. <laughs> I mean, we could always wisecast again sometime. And I do so love wisecasting with you. We're both so very wise, and our brains are huge. We're so wise. We work out at the library constantly, and I love oh, to wisdom. Just a couple of wise guys, wise gals, wise horse, wise horses, wise, wise skunks and dragons. Yeah, wise wise creatures turned into humans from. <laughs> God, <laughs> wise wise people turned into you know, wise dragons and skunks and then into horses and then back into people and then intermittently back into horses is the 60 minute interval uh, <laughs> requires mm. us. I am always getting propelled backwards and forwards in time and it's it's a lot, okay? Yeah, it's very jarring. I don't know how you deal with it. I'm just constantly getting isekai <laughs> No, it's not easy. I feel like I'm in Dragon Ball Z, and you know we're we're doing the fusion, and we have that sixty minute time limit constantly. (laughs) Consider Dragon Ball Z Sakai. Is this anything? Uh, I don't know. I mean, isn't oh god, isn't Dragon Ball Z in its essence an Isekai for Goku? Yeah, yeah, and like Isekai just means other world or another world. But that feels weird to yeah, talk about when, like, most of your characters are aliens. Like, <sighs> well, if you call like, Goku, you... like the perspective character, he's from Planet Vegeta. Yeah, yeah, and like the humans all like have their own spacefaring adventures, right? Like, even the even the humans like go to other worlds, right? At some point, is that like that big a deal? Yeah, Krillin and Gohan go to Namek and shit like that. Yeah, but like, and that's like that's an easy kind about Dragon Ball Super. <laughs> yeah, but like, and that's an isekai in the sense that like the moon landing is an isekai, right? That's not really an interesting question. Uh, yeah, but like, Goku did get isekai. I'm on the you know, in the sense that like Superman got isekai, right? Yeah, in, in exactly the same sense, actually. <laughs> yeah, I, like they are very similar characters, except you know. Goku is somewhat more interesting and less, you know, Zack Snyder never imagined Goku as a weird fascist, you know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, and anyways, I, I do think they would kiss. I don't have anything to support Goku that. But... predators and fascists. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Uh, and you see this guy wearing his tights on the outside of his pants, uh, like a baby? Hmm. Curious. Uh, well, I think this would be a good time to wrap up if you would like to wrap up. Yeah, well, as much as I would like to keep going, I, it, I was supposed to have dinner an hour ago, and I should probably do something about that. Yeah, that wouldn't be a bad idea. Mm-hmm. In, in that case, dear, uh, thank you all. Uh, for those of you listening, you can find 
You can find me at print at uh you can find my writing programs podcast both and everything else is fit to play at princess.software you can find uh, uh if you like hearing my my little pony opinions you can find my podcast we're hit by a horse track and got easy to get into equestria at isekai.horse hearth dearest where can we find you uh you can find my commissions and everything i get uh at dragongirl.gay damn she sure is she sure is and check out that because. podcast that that Grace runs because it is it is a wonderful podcast. I finally yeah, had like, some time to sit down and catch up, and oh, so good. Like there's 104 of you out there listening to this right now, this live wise cast, and apparently you liked my My Little Pony opinions. So like, check it out, Isekai Horse. I'm sure there's a link to Princess Software on my profile somewhere. You'll figure it out. Uh. Rest well, everyone. Have a good day. Mwah. Stay wise, night, everybody. Love to be wise. Love to do wisdom. Love to be wise. So wise. Should we so wise. wise. Should we say wise words for the next 35 seconds? Yeah, yeah. With nice wise words like library and a Poughkeepsie. Ooh. Library, and, uh, studying, computers, yeah. uh, advocates. Golden Oaks. Uh, Dewey Decimal System. The Library of Congress system, uh, which is what I became familiar with when I worked at a library. Uh, squant plumping, which is one of the wisest things you can do. Uh, Incredible. The Library of Alexandria, taken from us wise heads far too soon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's so hard being wise, you know? Bye, dear. It's so... <laughs> okay. Uh, thank you all. You've all been a delight. Once again, I hate to keep plugging this, but do check out isekai.horse or princess.software if you like my My Little Pony opinions. Uh, See you all around, and stay wise. Goodbye.